0: Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host Epifanio, and this is episode 414. And today we're going to be looking at the gift of Gene Key number three, which is keynoted innovation. And this is the transmutation, the transformation of the shadow of chaos, and on on this um, on this specific building block of reality, this gene key number three. As we've been looking at all each one of these 64 building blocks of reality, these gene keys, um, they're all just um, a transformation from fear into love and from love returning to um, eternity, to forever God, right? The, the infinite... Foundation of reality, the infinite structure, subatomic composite that holds everything together—that is everything. And it's obviously—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's movement, it's change. This is based on the I Ching, which it means the book of changes. So it's—it has to be movement. It is movement. It's change. Because what's the purpose of of creating? A sand castle, if there's no going to be living in it, nobody's going to be living in it, right? And then the tides come and wash it away, and uh, a billion years later, somebody else would build another sand castle with those same grains of sand. But it'd be different, it would have a different design because it's a different era. And this is what innovation is. Innovation is really um, picking up an idea. And building on that, and you are gonna try to duplicate something, but it's going to evolve because the next iteration iteration of that, it's gonna change. And this is what we're gonna be looking today: the change from the what we've been looking in the last three days. This seeming, um, you know, what is chaos? Right? It's just like it. Chaos is not really chaos. It's it's really our perception of chaos from the. You know, from the angle of fear, which is the shadow, that makes it such a, you know, a pain, a pain in the butt, right? It, it, and it's very interesting because one of the yesterday we looked into the, the repressive side is anal, right? This anal retention, like Freud would say, and the and the reactive side is it's really this anarchist, uh, you know, lashing out at life disorder. You know, it's now it's, now it's now it's real, right? Now it's, it's a force that is burning down everything because it's so unstable, right? But, but what it really, chaos is it's just really giving us choices. Chaos is just, well, now you've stepped from the comfort zone and you are in the jungle. You are in space. You are in the universe. You are in the unknown. And so here are here's the menu, and there's so much, and it's all on top of each other because you haven't decided how to organize it. So that's why it's difficulty at the beginning because you haven't chosen necessarily what to do with so much. And we're going to be looking at, at what children do that because ultimately this, this whole jinky, uh, it really is about um, to see from the eyes of a child, right? That's exactly that's exactly the keynote of this jinky through the eyes of a child. How do we have the ability to observe life like children do? If you are not familiar with the podcast, uh, you want to go to journ.tv. That's J O U R N. That's the homepage of the podcast. At the very bottom, there's a tab that says jinkies. You want to click on that stuff and that key that tab. And it'll take you to um, episode 256. And you want to listen to that episode because that explains what we're doing here. In a, in terms of the Jinkies, because there's two things we're doing here. Uh, one is, uh, well, most important is um, healing ourselves. This tool of the Jinkies, um, the, the hologenetic profile, that's the map we're using. We looked at that all last year, and it's uh, 300 episodes of that. But on that page... There's the entire map of how to use these gene keys to heal yourself. But this year, we're going to be going over each one of the 64 gene keys, these paths of experience that has to pass through humanity in order for us to uh, evolve as a species. And uh, But uh, the ultimate purpose, and all of that in that page, there's links to the gene keys website, and there's, uh, there's an explanation of how to read the map and all that stuff. And... Um, but if you click on the About tab, that'll take you to Episode 1. And that explains what's the main concept of Planet Homemaking. And uh, we're basically just uh, looking at how are we going to rebuild the future. Because right now, the old power structure worldwide is collapsing. It's, we've reached the end of the uh, hierarchical matrix system. And so in order for us to make a transition into a completely new civilization, every single dirty little secret of the past needs to come out to the surface and the entire world needs to find out why haven't we been applying all this technology that Nikola Tesla created over 100 years ago. Why is there, why, why, why in the world are there people still impoverished and indebted in slavery, children that are working four-year-old in the cobalt mines in China. Why uh, is dissent being criminalized in Australia and in China, of course? And 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 why is there such a thing as poverty and suffering? Because uh, when I was a kid, I always asked myself, why, why don't we just help these people? You know, it's like I was looking at those these documentaries of so like, you know, starving children in Africa, and now we've put, you know, the governments and stuff, they've put millions and trillions of dollars into marketing for these bioweapons, you know, that they're injecting people with, and supporting wars, and, and you go like, and so a lot of it, you, when you start really coming up to a place of like, this doesn't make sense, because it doesn't add up, and it doesn't add up, because it's all, it's all lies, but, uh um, In order for us to evolve to the next level of our expansion as a humanity, we have to deal with our own shit, personal, our shadows, the stuff you don't want the world to see, right? And it's not about pushing it away or conquering it or becoming better than that. It's about bringing it to the attention because it's in the unconscious putting it in the forefront, and then bringing it into your heart so that the love of God can change it. It's not your job to change your darkness. Your job is to see it, because we don't even want to see it, and then accept it. Bring it into the heart. doesn't mean that you're, you're going to go commit atrocities if your darkness is really, really dark. It's about bringing it into the heart and let the love of God transform you within and, and I'm not saying this is easy, though. So we did 300 episodes of this stuff in last year. of All of that is on, on Jorn.TV, right? But um, but that's why we have a news tab at the bottom of Jorn.TV, and that'll lead you to a page with a link that takes you to Telegram, to our Telegram channel. We have a chat room, too. There's the link there. And we have a Truth Social account. And we're posting everything there that people, that the mainstream media don't want you to see. This is the stuff that's happening right now in the world. Why do we need to know this so that we can change, so that we can change the future? If you don't know what's happening, what what humanity has done, you can't make proper decisions to say, I don't want this anymore because I can't see it. Nobody can come and sell you baloney. And say, yeah, this is the climate change, Paris, ch- climate change, and we're going to change the world. And then you read the fine, you know, print, and you realize that this has nothing to do with climate change. It has everything to do with imposing a, a world tax and another way of getting everybody to put under on one roof. And it's, uh, it's collapsing gloriously, all of that, you know, charade. But... Uh, but you have to know what people are capable of, what humanity is capable of when we are operating from the shadow. And this is why we're working on this Jinkies this work. is very important so that as we recognize all of the faces of the shadow, the 64 faces of the shadow, we learn how to transmute the 64 faces so that we, you, can, you have experiences and you go like, oh, I've been this one. I've, I've been through this one. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. I've seen this one several times, and so nobody can come and bamboozle you about anything. And what are you going to create? You're going to create a, a world of beauty because you understand that it isn't about having. It's about creating, and this is what innovation is, taking it to the next step. So this um, this thing we're doing here is kind of like a book club, and I'm reading of this book uh, 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 of uh, Richard Rodd the author of The Jinkies, and I'm just giving you my opinion as we go through this. Kind of think how I see things, and it's kind of my, my spiritual practice, just contemplating this stuff. When you put your attention on stuff like this, move it away from the, you know, whatever the matrix wants you to be thinking about. Now you're, you're bringing thoughts into the collective consciousness that uh, that are healing. Because all that we're looking here is how to change how to move through change because life is change. And this is what this whole jink is about, this uh, reticence. We are we are reticent to uh, change. We are, we, we, all of us, we're afraid of change. We're afraid of life because we're afraid of love. Because love isn't a static thing. Love is the f- most fluid, soft, love is... The universe, it's, it's, it's the qu- subatomic quantum field. You know, love is so grand in the subatomic quantum field that a particle can exist and took place at the same time. Or two particles can exist in the same time and space, you know. Things happen there that are beyond anything that you could consider possible in this reality. But that is how the foundation of this reality, the fabric of this reality is infinite love. And so we're, we're afraid of that vastness. So when we're faced, when we make a decision to step into the unknown and we're faced with chaos, you know, we need to learn how to navigate through that. And it is by transforming that shadow of controlling analness, right, anal retention. You know, you get pissed off if everything is not exactly how you want it. Why do you move my pencils? Why do you move, why do you move my car? I'm going to get late to work. You know, I didn't have my coffee. Or then you get really like militant, like we talked about yesterday, right? But then we transmute that, and what comes through is our inner child. An inner child finding a different way to do things, to move forward. So, this is the end of island mentality, because it's also understanding that we ourselves of the universe. Like I, I always keep saying, humanity is one whole organism. We are individuals and simultaneously we are humanity's one organism. So advanced that it appears to be separated. And it is, but it isn't. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's, that's a mindfuck right there. So the third shadow, despite its narrow, fear-based, mono-celled outlook on life, also holds the secret to our future. If, he, if it were true that within the nucleus of every cell, a selfish drive were the paramount, then any two cells could never cooperate, since the very design would drive them to compete. So, you know, we're looking at, at, at a different perspective of what we've been taught by science here, right? So the genius of the cell... Is in, is in what quantum biologists say. It's within the cell's membrane. The the, the the brain of the cell is not, you know, the, 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 the movement forward is in the membrane. We've been talking about this often because this is the jinkies after all, right? We know that the membrane allows the single cell to respond to its environment. But it goes one stage further because it must allow its dna to be influenced by its environment What it's really being influenced it's not and we talked about this very important the dna it's not changing it's influenced right and it kind of turns on and off but if you want to change it completely you have to go through a completely different process there is a series of 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 episodes we did beef just before we started talking about the jinkies about a, a couple months ago, a month or a couple months ago. And we talk about, you know, lowering the immune system and what's been going on with these masks and these injections and this virus, whatever they're trying to do here. But on a spiritual side, you do it. Uh, Holy Spirit naturally will bring that because your attention is so fixed and changed. They will happen, and it's going to be a completely different experience. So this is the foundational principle of quantum biology, and it is regarded as nothing short of heresy in the face of current mainstream biological dogma, right? And this is why I love it, because we have to evolve past our uh, uh, constructs, and, and we, especially science, becomes, uh, we kind of, at this point, science is almost like a religion. You know, there's people that have decided what science is real, it's, and they have completely lost the whole purpose. And so it's like, who, who holds the gatekeepers? Who, who are the gatekeepers that holds the information flux? What's true, what isn't true, and what gets approved, it's what, be, you know, the papers that get approved it goes through a very specific narrative. That's what's real, but it is not the truth. The truth is so much more vast. So millions of, year, millions of years ago, you know, single-celled organisms made a quantum leap into multi-celled organisms, which means that the survival-based programming within DNA must have either mutated or adjusted itself in order for the cell to be assimilated into a greater organism. When we apply the same metaphor to humanity, we see is the empowerment of the human individual through the third gift of innovation, which is built into life, right? Life itself is designed to transcend its own initial programming, the difficulty at the beginning we've been talking about, and discover new and higher forms of consciousness, Beyond selfishness and chaos lies cooperation and innovation. Innovation only occurs when you truly begin to think for yourself. To be innovative, you have to see beyond the collective worldview. And so what happens here is is at the beginning, we have all these choices, right? We are in the chaos and, and children live in chaos, right? But they are not concerned in controlling the chaos. They are navigating through the chaos. They are the chaos, but they're also innovating constantly because their their whole focus is, and this is really simple. How can we have more more fun? That's literally their modus operandi, unless they're really uh, you know they're troubled or something, and th- this does happen, right? But most a healthy ch- child would be, uh, their modus operandi would, would be, how can I have more fun? So they're always figuring out ways in which, and if you remember your own childhood, it's always like creating a new game. That is innovation. And so if we were to rescue ourselves... Right, because now we grow into the matrix and the matrix tell you, you know, you have to learn this and you have to apply this and you don't fucking say anything and don't reply. And we don't want to hear your opinions. Just do what you're told. Blah, 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 blah. Right, we step out of that or maybe you were lucky enough to re- never really ended up in that one. But as we step out of that one, step out of that one, what do, how do we move, move forward? Innovation. And this is what I was saying earlier, innovation is that taking kind of like that same loop of, of reality, but uh, but it's like it turns into a spiral. At that, at that point, you're taking an, another another octave, another layer of, layer of creation. This is how music happens, you know, or, or more specific music genres, right? People, musicians start picking up a riff from this. If you look at, for example, The Police on, on the 80s, uh, uh, you know, Sting was picking up uh, reggae, right? And then, but then you mix that reggae with uh, with where Stuart Copland was doing with those great, great drums, and then you got the um um I don't remember what the name of the guitar player, but he brings a lot of uh, of um, really um avant garde, very uh very well played guitar that that's very advanced, really. Complex layered stuff and at the same time it's just three people right and so what what do you have there you you have innovation and that's kind of like old stuff but you know you want to hear more stuff like now in, in some ways I think and I, I'm gonna that's gonna sound a little judgmental but I kind of like I feel like music now has become more about um, glam than innovation in actual music. Like it's it's more about who sounds like it has more balls or some shit like that. You know, it's just like... Or who sounds like it's like a show off more. And it's it's like... it kind of like... I, I haven't really... Maybe in, I'm talking about, you know, I guess mainstream, media, mainstream music. Obviously, there's evolution in other genres, right? But what I keep hearing in mainstream music is just... It doesn't sound like there's an evolution in music. It sounds like... There's an evolution. It's, it's still innovation because we keep moving forward. There, that cannot be stopped. But the the motif, I guess, it's moved towards, you know, like, look at me. I am the more blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, maybe it's a judgment. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm judging because I think it's crap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, to me, I don't like uh, hip hop. I do like hip hop, but, you know, Um. There's a lot of good uh, um, innovation on good um, uh, rapping like that. that You can actually understand what they're saying. And they're really working with syncopations and, you know, really alliterations. and, And you're really working it like a poet. I do like that stuff. Maybe because I like jazz a lot. But anyway, I'm getting. I guess that's that, kind of like that's an example of innovation. But let's just keep going here. So the gift of innovation implies that you have permanently escaped the fear-based perspective of the shadow frequency. Innovation thrives on optimism, not the kind that is built upon hope, which is expecting something. But. Um, But it's the dynamic energy at the heart of creation. It's a very different thing. It's like when you are creating something, you're not hoping that it works. You're just working out the kinks because it's already worked in your mind. You know, you're not hoping. When you're really innovating, you're not hoping. You are, you know, figuring out the kinks. You're just like working on it. It's very different than hope. Hope is an expectation that, you know do sex machine is going to come and save you you know oh my god we have got to be saved from whatever that's that's hope is not innovation innovation is work innovation is fun it's fun work it's like you are focused on 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 on, on it's like it's, it's puzzle building puzzle solving you're figuring out the kinks always it's always about well that doesn't fit here change it put it there what about we try this and it's it's like it's almost like optimism it's not you're not even thinking about it because you think about optimism you're like oh i'm optimist. it's embedded in innovation cuz every single thing you're doing it's it's like you're you're always looking f- for what's going to work you're not really looking at what doesn't work you're like okay that didn't work but you just put it aside or maybe you put it in, in you even put it in a pile of like stuff that might be used later but maybe that didn't work here now, but maybe later, or maybe I can use a piece of that here or there. you don't even sometimes you don't even discard it. you're like, you know this stuff is not working now, but there is not a, a a a sense of 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 pessimism, like there is not that energy at all. Oh my God, it didn't work I'm gonna throw myself off the cliff. None of that because then you wouldn't have the energy. It's fun. At the very foundation of it, there's the child playing. And you're never going to see a child, a healthy child, because there are children that are you know very damaged, a healthy child that is pessimist, that is a pessimist. They're always finding ways to play. They're super creative. If they, are, they don't have the ability to get toys or whatever things, they're figuring out. They're going to figure out something. I grew up in, in Mexico City. And uh, it was so common to find kids on the streets, in any street, playing soccer with a little uh, bottle of juice, empty juice, plastic. That was their ball because they didn't have a ball. And it was common. Everybody would, would see it. Not necessarily because maybe they didn't have a, a ball, but in that moment maybe they just wanted to play and they were there and there was not a ball available. Boom, innovation right there. And they're playing. And it didn't took them five minutes, you know. They're not waiting for a solution. They made it. And so that's just an example, but, you know. So, um, so through the third gift, you begin to tap into the higher aspects within your own DNA. The frequency passing through your DNA activates its hidden programming. And this is how human selfishness must and will give away to collective consciousness. And when when I mean collective, I don't know what Richard Rudd means with collective consciousness. But what I understand is not even collective at all. Because I don't even see collective consciousness. Collective consciousness uh, makes the, uh, it kind of like appeals to a thought that there's like people uh, getting along. I don't even see that. The way that I see this is is a recognition that we are humanity. Like I'm looking at another person. I'm looking at me. I am every single human in the entire of creation. It's one organism so advanced that it's like we in our body, we have all these trillions of cells, right? Each one of these cells is like if it was one of us out here in the cell of humanity. So it's not for me, I don't see it like it's going to be a way for us to get along. It, it isn't like that. That is that is kind of like thinking how. Innovation doesn't work like that. It's, it's The way that I see it is like a flock of birds that or, or fish that move as one, right? And you've seen these clouds of birds. I don't even, they have a name. I don't remember what the name is. But that is what we are. And it really comes down when we stop trying to make things work and we just, start, we just return back to that essence of that child that just, is just having fun, is moving forward, is innovating. It's not trying to control the situation. It's creating, it's moving forward. So innovation implies cooperation by its, by its very nature. In order to mutate life to a higher order, you must integrate and synthesize. The path of innovation means to improve something through the introduction of a new element or elements. Those who work with the third gift are live-grade synthesizers because they understand the primal law that unity equals efficiency. And this is very interesting that um, unity is also another term for for uh, unlimited energy, right? I don't re- recall exactly the, the term because this is a mathematical equation super unity. to. I'm not sure exactly I don't remember. I'm, I'm gonna look at that and, and come back. But that's 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 that would be the ultimate efficiency, right? And when you understand, you know, when, when people come together, right, with a, they have a goal, a direction, an idea, uh boom, it's the power multiplied. So this is the integral message encoded in the codon group known as the ring of life and death. This is the third jinky, and I think it's the eighth. I'm, I'm not, wait, let me tell you what, which one is it. It's the, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the three, the 20th, the 23rd, the 24th, the 27th, and the forty-two. This is the ring of life and death. Is six Jinkies. Now we're getting into deeper, deeper waters here. But we're not going to be diving into the rings until like next year. Um. Because now we're talking about, because remember, we're first this is the hologenetic profile, how to heal ourselves. Then we understand the building blocks of reality. And next year we're going to understand how to put them together and how humanity, how this, how change weaves through humanity. And it's through all of these rings, these, these groupings of keys. So it's all based on change. The I Ching means the book of changes. Life is continually mutating. And as it mutates, it transcends and includes those levels and views that it has just transcended. So it's all still there. Who, what, and wherever you are, if you are not continually transcending, then you're dying. And this is the very main core underneath the transmutation from, from chaos to innovation. At the beginning is difficulty at the beginning because you have all these choices, right? But as soon as you as you start making movement as you start changing and you start taking a specific area of this chaos and moving in a direction now you are moving forward you are not at the beginning anymore cuz now you are moving into you're you're expanding that very specific and that means in the, in the midst of that chaos you found a solution and now you're moving you're, you're not stagnant in the chaos and this is what happens when you're not changing you start dying. So the third gift also teaches us something about synthesis, which is the gift of play. If you truly want to see the genius of innovation, watch a young child at play. When we see through the eyes of the third shadow, children appear to create nothing but chaos. But to the higher third gift, the child is the living expression of genius. The child both mutates its environment because right? a child, a child is gonna find a way to have fun. He's not gonna suck it to the environment, right? You, you, you're gonna. So that's mutating the environment, and it's also mutated by its environment, right? It's also transformed because it's collaborating, it's cooperating, it's, it's, it's flowing with life. It's not going and subduing life and putting it in a box, you know. The gift of innovation requires that adults also allow themselves to be shaped by their environment. I wouldn't call us adults. I think we're just stunted children that are old, you know. Um, The gift of, you know, but uh, all preconceived notions, dogmas, or beliefs must be discarded when they no longer serve the developing synthesis. Innovation also requires a deep sense of inner trust, as you continue to work with this with this gift, you continually update and change your position. This is innovation, because now you're on a journey. You left the chaos behind, but it doesn't mean that you know just because you figure out the next step, it, that's the end of it. No, life is change. You're gonna be updating this thing. If you buy an Airbnb and just you know you think that just because because you fixed it once, now it's it's done. You you're, you're wrong. you know. Next thing, next month, you're gonna have to clean and update. And a, a year from now, you're gonna have to you know change some furniture. You gotta you gotta step step up to the times. You know, it's it's every single experience constantly moving forward, changing, arranging, rearranging, reorganizing, and learning to love that flow. Learning to love the movement, the change. So even though you may not yet see how everything fits together, you feel the underlying unifying spirit, and above all else, you have fun. Through the gift of innovation, we must mutate to become a complex, multi-celled organism. It's not, I guess, this, has, this I defer with, with Richard, you know. He says that we must mutate. What I, what I think is that we already are. We just have to realize it. We have to remember it. Right, it's not like we need to mutate we need to look at it, look at it, it's obvious you know um, so our greatest innovation is yet to come right The ind- as the individual mutates to receive higher frequencies these frequencies unlock the higher organizing principles of collective life embedded within our DNA and again I wouldn't call it collective, I would call it The truth, you know, it's like awakening to to realizing we are one organism. We are the one whole and the endless many simultaneously. This is the technology. This is who we are. And it's so advanced that it appears that it is separated, but it's because we need to learn how to properly use the instruction booklet. So these codes are already waiting inside of us. Deep within our DNA. This is the secret, the sacred secret. Life is designed to keep on innovating. And the old human with its single-celled island mentality has had its day. And that is what I call the matrix matrix hierarchical power system. Me, 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 me. Give me my money, my money, my money. Fuck you. We will enslave you all because you're not subduing to our will. Because the truth is that we're so afraid. Of you, because you are so, so hip and we're not. <laughs> that's what psychopaths, that's what's really going on behind them. And they've had their day. That's the end of, of that whole era. And we're going, we're innovating now. Oh, my God. The innovation of the new reality. Uh, spiritual understanding. You know, the understanding, the remembering... That we are not inside our body, we are everyone and everything, and simultaneously we are also individuals because we are choosing our focus, we're choosing our attention. so when we make that breakthrough and unify those two principles so that we can perceive reality simultaneously from those two angles, well I'm just that's how I'm seeing innovation, right. But innovation springs from everybody in a different way. That's why it's so beautiful. And that's why we all are so important because of all our different angles from which everyone is going to spring a different type of innovation. So we've reached the end of the episode today. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at the city of innocence. All play and no work. <laughs> and, uh, but this is the path, right, from the shadow of chaos, transmutation, boom, to the gift of innovation, and then going up the seals. Now we're on the fifth seal, innovation, expression of that, full on, and then going all the way to the sixth seal of the divine gift of innocence. Podcast is every day, Monday through Sunday. Follow us on Telegram, follow us on Truth Social. Soon we will have a Twitter account. We're just waiting until Elon Musk takes control of that, you know, (laughs) <laughs> that's, that, that, that boat of great greatness, and we've seen there. But anyway, and and we'll we're we'll gonna we're gonna start really kicking some ass on 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 Twitter. But you can uh, find our links on whatever app you're looking at. And remember, John that you can find everything there on the news tab. That's where you can follow us on Telegram. There's the link. You can sign up to our email list too. And uh, and um, so. We'll see you tomorrow with more. We'll we'll dive into the city of Jinky number three. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.